0: Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker.
1: And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, uh,
2: codename Crapshoot. And standing in for Legion Cub tonight, I am the sound engineer for Cold Slither. Cold (laughs) Legion Cub.
0: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Cold Legion Cub. (laughs) So uh, as we mentioned last time... This show is fun because it can kind of be whatever we need it to be so we can do different segments, cover different things. Uh, And last time we had a ton of news. This month we've got a decent bit of news and a little bit of follow-up as well. Uh, And I want to kick off by talking about the 112 Collective Destro from Mezco. uh, Because last time we just knew that it was happening and we had like two pictures of it. Uh, one with the big smiling head that everybody but me seems to hate
2: Uh, (laughs) and then
0: another one that showed there was going to be a more classic styled head well since then the pre-order went live I went in I, I paid up front it's ordered it'll be here you know in a year or however long it takes for Mezco to get these things into production but we have all of the details on it and i i mean i can't imagine a better destro figure but that's coming from me as somebody who collects 112 collective figures what did you guys think of this thing no it's
1: no it's really nice and there's the third head that they included in those other pictures so um yeah i mean i i don't know if i'm going to pick it up just because it's cost prohibitive but yeah it's a it's a really really nice looking piece i can i can live with one bad head if it's got two others that uh, <laughs> that I like. And if I ever do decide to pick it up, I'll display it with one of the other ones.
2: Yeah, agreed. I mean, like you said, I, it's the perfect Destro figure. All the accessories are spot on. Um, the, the detail in the accessories is more than what I thought it would be. Um, and yeah, I... As much as I don't like when they use Destro's mask as skin, that smiling face still does it uh, for some weird reason. <laughs> You're right. It, it's the sculpt on it is so good. Well, he's just that, that he, this man. And I can't think of a time when he looks
0: so crazy. Well, he's delighted to be selling you weapons.
2: Ah. That To me, okay. that's
0: what this head is. We've just made a great deal <laughs> <laughs> on things for you to blow people up with. And speaking of things to blow people up with, this, his loadout is incredible. He's got this huge pulse rifle with a couple of interchangeable magazines. Uh, he has uh, his wrist rockets that actually have a firing wrist rocket. You can switch it out and with the flame effects and everything, which is something Mezco does really well. Uh, two different holsters, a pistol with, of course, again, the clips. Uh, and then one of the last 112 figures I got was their Two-Face figure, and he came with this little suitcase bomb that you press the button, and it lights up, and then there's a timer that actually pulses light. It's wild. And Destro has like a level up of that with a suitcase that has two interchangeable pieces. It's got a light-up computer panel on top, and then inside you can swap out parts for uh pistols or a sort of bomb and heavy armament type thing that lights up the same way that the two-faced suitcase does looks great my only thing here is i don't mezco has identified destro as an agent of cobra and i really wish all of the insignias and stuff were mars rather than cobra Mm -hmm. but you know I, i get it that's the shorthand that's what everybody does Uh, I think to the
2: general public out there that just knows it from the cartoon, if it said Mars, they would be like, Oh, he's Cobra. So you
0: win John Q public. (laughs) And it does, it says Cobra issued briefcase. Uh, And then you, he actually comes with a uh, submachine gun that can be assembled and just looks absolutely fantastic. So Uh, another masterpiece from mezco i am super stoked uh the and the three different heads one is a stoic face you know mouth's not open the one that you could imagine is sort of the the more uh, traditional vintage face the the big smiling face and then one that actually looks like more of an armored mask uh that i like quite a bit as well and this one is the what i think of as the mezco style because typically what they do with these figures is they'll take the best parts of movies and animation and comics and whatever, and kind of put them together to create a figure. That's a, an amalgamation of all of the best things. And that's to me what this mask is, is, is it looks like an armored mask, but it's definitely Destro. Uh, so I I'm in on this and, you know, we'll be reviewing it on the needless things, YouTube channel. Once it does come out, uh, Another thing that I wanted to cover, just sort of really quickly, because there's not a lot of information, but I'm very interested in it. We talked about Eagle Force Returns, and everything is apparently shipping to the people who backed the original Kickstarter, and the Eagle Force Classic Kickstarter, which is what I wanted in the first place, is set to launch mid-summer. And what this will be, from what I've seen, they haven't announced really anything about it yet, other than it's happening. But it seems to me that they're going to be using the molds from Eagle Force Returns and just redecoing them to be the gold uniforms of the original Eagle Force, which is what I wanted in the first place. Nice. So I'm pretty stoked about this. Have you guys seen any of the uh, the shots in, uh, of the Returns stuff that people have been getting?
2: Yeah, since our, our last... well. What people have been getting yet, like in hand, no. But um, I, since our last episode, I've been going in and, and digging to see some of the production tests, like anything I can find online. Yeah. Basically. And they're, they're really well done. I, when this new Kickstarter goes, I'll be backing.
0: Yeah. I, I want at least a few of the figures in that classic style and, and really I kind of want to just go on Big Bad Toy Store and just order a couple from this run, just to get them in hand and and do a you know review and check them out in person. But I, I really want to just be patient because I know the other ones are coming.
2: I I saw that they had plans for an old school cardboard base for yes. the original Kickstarter yep. that ended up not going through, and I I wish they would do that because that I really. I, I really liked that piece.
0: And they might revisit that with this one, you know, now that mm-hmm. they've pro- now that they've proven themselves in their product. Uh, I- I'm very interested to see the response to this Kickstarter because now, now we know they deliver. It may be eventually, mm-hmm. but they deliver. And also they've already got all the tooling now. So it's right. just a matter of doing the figures in the new colors, I think. So we'll see, we'll be following along with that. And of course we'll be covering it every month as it moves along. Uh, Real quick, I want to mention that the current Loot Crate that I think ends April 5th, maybe, uh, has some 80s stuff in it. And one of those 80s stuffs is a little chibi Scarlet figure that, not to my tastes, really, but if you're into cutesy little things that maybe there's only ever going to be one of, uh, go check out Loot Crate and see what the Scarlet figure looks like.
1: Yeah, I made a, made a note about that one, too, because, I mean, Luke crates. I, I am not into any sort of, like, monthly crate like that. Yeah. No. Um, but I'm glad to see something unique and original G.I. Joe go into one of those. Although it's an odd combination of things that are going in that month, because it's, like, something to come. Here's what, Fast and the Furious. Um, I had it, and now I've lost my notes. Um, but, yeah, there's a couple of other properties of stuff that's going in there. The theme for this April one is Honor.
0: So... Well, and I, I like the way that NECA has has been handling loot crates since they took it over, because they're also doing things that are specifically themed, like the Ninja Turtles figures, uh, and they're not making you commit to buying five crates that you don't want. Uh, I just ordered the movie Ninja Turtles crate that comes with the Danny figure. Like, I like that they're doing stuff like that, and I'd be very interested to see. Uh, you know, we're seeing all kinds of different GI Joe stuff, which we're going to be talking about a couple of new things in just a minute here. I'd be very interested to see what NECA did with GI Joe. Not that I need more people (laughs) taking my money, (laughs) but I just picture like a roadblock from NECA and how awesome that could look.
2: They would probably be easier to find than the classified figures. They'd be easier to find, but also easier to break.
0: That's true. That. true. <laughs> uh, so
2: Christian, you've got a little bit of follow-up uh, with your Marauder order. I do. Um, so, you know, when I placed the order, they they immediately sent a reply out saying, hey, it, you know, we're, we're running uh, two to three weeks behind on orders. Um, but my part still managed to get in before this episode. <clears throat> so... I, uh, could not be happier with the quality. If you have ever purchased figures from, um, boss fight studios, then it, it reminds me very much of that. So everything is modular. You, you can buy whole bodies or you can buy just like the waist and the legs, just the torso, just a head. Uh, they're, they're definitely meant for customizers. Um, You, they have a crap ton of accessories on their site in the 118th scale. Uh, so I went ahead, uh, because I've never been satisfied with how awful the 25th anniversary version of CoverGirl looked. So went ahead and made my first GI Joe custom. Um, it was a fun challenge. So... I, the, the waist and the legs that I ordered with the torso that I ordered, you got good swivel side to side, but the way they sculpt the belt, um, I'm not a big ab crunch guy anyway. I I kind of find it to be a useful, useless joint in action figures, but you don't have really any up and down waist movement Mm. with the Marauder figures that probably won't matter to a lot of people. Um, but yeah, really, really happy with how she turned out. I put a couple pictures on Instagram. By the time this episode drops, I'm gonna have quite a few more. Um, but I, I had seen a gentleman on YouTube that used one of the Hasbro Indiana Jones figures. Uh, Cause finding a jacket at the 118th scale is quite hard Um, so something for any of you customizers out there that want to go check Marauders out I will warn you now as easily as it is to remove body parts they I don't think they ever intended for the shoulders the top arms to come removed from the torso really Um, that's
0: interesting yeah and I yeah. noticed when I, cause it basically about five minutes after you sent pictures of what you got, I ordered some stuff for myself. Cause I was like, wow, that looks great. My stuff's still on the way. Hopefully we'll cover it next episode. But I noticed when I was ordering that they just sell like forearms.
2: Oh yeah. But yeah. no upper arms. Right. Taking, taking her forearms out was super, super easy. Um, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do like, you know, the classics masters of the universe classic figures. I'm going to boil her for a little while. I'll pop the arms out. No big deal. Cause that's, you know, how I got the arms out of Indy. Yeah. and I boiled and boiled and, and no matter how much I pulled, it just wanted to pull the plastic off of that arm joint. Oh my uh, so there was absolutely no way of removing them without actually breaking the arm joint. And even after, cause in order to make the Indiana Jones arms fit, I still had to do, I had to take a pin vise and do some drilling on her armholes to make them big enough. Even after I made them big enough for the Indiana Jones peg, I still could not get whatever the, the pegs that were on the end of her arm joint. Out, no matter how much I shook. Right, so right. So she's she's part cover girl, part rattler <laughs> from Snake men Um, but I'm, yeah i I already have a list of more Joes. And and here's the thing: when you go to their website, they know that people want their figures to make Joes out.
0: Uh, So they don't
2: come out and say, this is Duke. This is, you know, Alley Viper. But when you look at their figures that are pre-built, you can kind of see who is who. Or when you're scrolling through the pages of the individual pieces, you can see like, oh, okay, I need this, this, and this if I want to build Clutch, you know.
0: And the prices are very reasonable, I thought, because for just a couple bucks more than what you're going to buy one of the retro figures for now you can put together your own figure of custom parts colors accessories whatever you with a reasonable little you know a backpack and a gun and, mm-hmm. and but but it's a custom figure that you put together and I've, I've bought enough to do sort of two figures to interchange different parts and i'm really curious to see how everything shakes out and
2: and their shipping is incredibly cheap yeah i couldn't believe it right what was it like like for something something, in some chains. yeah yeah like a big bad it's like a flat rate right um and besides human figures um because their website can be a little tricky to navigate not gonna lie it's not the most it's not user friendly um you you really need to go in and, and and dig around in the menus to find everything because it's not like they just have like men pieces women's right. pieces it's it's broken up by the different subgenres that they have um, but they also do articulated canines as well so I that I totally
0: forgot to look at those That
2: that's uh, going to be part of my next order as well a law and order uh-huh. <laughs> I see what
0: you did there
2: um but yeah, I, I I think if if you wanted to do updated versions of the Joes, this would be a really good resource. Uh, if you're looking for diorama pieces, this is another great resource. Uh, everything they do is in the 118th scale. They have um, you know a section for like medical. They have um, you can buy pop up tents that are Joe size. So really great website. Looking forward uh, to getting more from them. The quality is incredible. One last thing, because they do sell like all the pouches, uh, holsters, all that you buy separately. Again, the prices are super cheap. Like it's it's change. You know, you're you're spending yeah, it's thirty cent a buck for, for like for one a pouch. Whatever, yeah, but that does mean that if you aren't buying those things your figure will have these like little like three millimeter holes in them which is not a deal breaker for me I, well I, I just
0: i bought i bought stuff to stick into the holes uh it wasn't a big deal i got um they actually sell little plates that just make
2: the holes flat like it literally oh, just fills the, that. yeah it okay. literally just fills the hole in so yeah, I wanted I wanted Covergirl to be able to fit into vehicles, so I didn't right, want a lot right. hanging off of her. Uh, but with my other figures, yeah, it'll it'll be nineties pouchtastic.
0: So for the listeners, uh, you can find Christian's pictures at uh, Legion Cub on Instagram uh, or Audible Interlude podcast on Instagram. We'll for sure be reposting them. And then MarauderInc.com is your resource for these really cool, customizable sort of build your own character figures. My question, Noel, uh, as somebody who has blown my mind with your creativity in Lego and the way that you have assembled things and done custom Lego entire dioramas and cities, uh, are your creative juices, uh, tempted at all by the idea of sort of putting together your own little 118 scale figures
1: not really it's just not my thing because when I build when I build Lego I'm more now if if they had like parts to build like dioramas and like battle stations and things like that i'd be all for it but okay now my my interest in is mainly stems from my love of architecture as a child so i like to build like structures and design buildings and things like that so but no i mean i i think it's really cool that you have all of this all of these options on here um and maybe me in another life that had a lot more time on his hands would be like really really into this stuff like I've looked at the website a lot of times. I know when I go to GI Joe conventions, there are people who are, you know, they love, they love the Marauder uh, task force stuff and they will, I mean, they swear by it.
0: It's, I mean, it looks really cool. I am I'm excited to get mine and to check it out. And those guys are usually, I, I think they almost always have a, a panel or two at uh, Joe Fest. Mm-hmm. I think they're usually there, which unfortunately uh, I will not be able to make this year because my work schedule did not work out. Uh, but I'm halfway to being vaccinated, so...
2: Yay! Ooh, me too. Listeners,
0: Same uh, listeners, stay tuned, because we will in all likelihood have some Dragon Con news in the very near future for the Audible Interlude podcast. Uh, all right, moving on. Okay, I don't know how much information you guys were able to find about this. All I saw was the announcement that yojo.com and 3d joes are and not the current yojo.com the originators of yojo.com are combining forces to create a website that is the ultimate database for gi joe we have been lamenting the sale of yojo.com for months and as of yet it has not totally pooped the bed yet but there Uh,
1: i mean there's there's
0: there are Every things that are just I straight up something
1: missing. else is missing. Yeah, yeah. there's like eighty three Destro more disappeared the other missing.
0: day. I I have yet to run into a a severe issue with it, but it's falling apart. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys know anything more about this, or did we just all see the same announcement and that's all we have right now?
2: Yeah, I just saw the announcement. Um, uh, I haven't noticed any changes on 3D Joe's yet. No, no
1: none of the changes are live yet, uh, and it's and it's actually it's a it's a pretty large project because it's it's 3D Joe's, um, Jody Classified, Yojo.com's uh, originators, of course. Uh, RHC guidebooks and Joe Intel. So there's actually a lot of people that are collaborating oh. on this project. Um, the uh, if, if you're into GI Joe podcasts, you should check out the What's on Joe Mind podcast from uh, March 12th. Uh, Carson Metaxas, who is the the guy behind 3D Joe's, um, was on as a guest. He was actually one of the original hosts of that podcast too, and he he went into some detail on it. Um, didn't. You know, we don't know a lot yet, but it's really exciting because obviously with what we do, we really rely on having a comprehensive GI Joe database. Yeah. And I think knowing Carson, because I know Carson very well, he is, like, he is a very meticulous person. And I don't think this is going to be anything less than like stellar when it's all said and done.
0: Well, and speaking of needing a database, uh, I made a wacky decision today that it is high time for me to restore my childhood terror drone. (laughs) It is one of the only piece. And I'm talking about only as in I've got like Destro and maybe one other figure from when I was a kid. Uh, Unfortunately, when I moved out of the house, all of my Joe stuff went up into the attic and we all know what Georgia heat does to brittle ABS plastic Over time, it was all just mangled, destroyed. Some of it was sold off. But a few years ago, my mom called me up and she said, David, one of the neighbors ended up with one of your toys. And I was wondering if you'd want it back. I said, well, yeah, sure. What is it? And she said, well, I think it's the Millennium Falcon. i was like oh my gosh that would be great to have the the, my my childhood kenner millennium falcon back that would be awesome because all of that stuff as i said it all went up into the attic and uh was just warped and and ruined um so my parents come to visit and she brings out this millennium falcon and it's the cobra terror Drome. (laughs) because you know she's a lady with not a whole lot of interest in gi joe and maybe not the best recollection of every little thing about star wars uh so it's the terror drone it's minus some pieces uh but but more intact than some that i've seen and I brought it out and me and my son sat down and we took a look at it and we are like, you know what, we, we need to fix this up. There's enough here that it's worth refurbishing this one as opposed to just trying to get a new one in my quest to rebuild my collection. And then I start looking at eBay, which granted eBay is not your best resource, but you can get a decent idea of what things are selling for. And you guys, some of these parts holy cow i don't i I don't know if after i sent you the message you were just out of curiosity maybe you went and took a look or maybe you already know like the not the cannon turrets those are relatively inexpensive but the platforms for the turrets are like 150 bucks for one yeah
1: well yeah it's like that where clips break off a lot and things oh, like that they're gosh. gonna I mean you, it's very rare to find one intact so
2: right and then you expect
1: to pay a little bit that's and I
2: didn't mention this when you when you sent it to us I just sent you the one YouTube link um but if you're only caring about like restoring it for yourself and it doesn't all have to be original pieces, oh yeah I
0: don't if I get repro stuff that's fine I don't care
2: yeah, a, a while a while back, uh, when I was looking for some new 3D printed uh, diorama pieces, I was like, "Well, let me see what what are what 3D stuff out there are people doing for GI Joe." And you can find quite a bit for the Terradome. Just go on Shapeways, type in GI Joe. Yeah, You're yeah. going to be scrolling through a lot of pages. But I was <laughs> like, "Oh, that's really cool to see that." if somebody finds one at a garage sale, they're going to be able to have means of putting it back together.
0: My only concern with the reproductions that, well, and honestly, it's a concern with buying stuff as well, because I learned this as I I bought a mostly intact killer whale a couple years ago at Joe Fest. But what I have learned is that my killer whale, uh, rarely went outside you know whatever but somebody else's killer whale might have been outside all the time or might have been in different Mm -hmm. heat and the plastics will be different colors so your cannons
2: won't match i just recently had this with my cobra bunker oh my god unfortunately it took a fall because i was like i'm finally going to do some pictures with it and uh one of the panels because it's it's brittle plastic. One of the panels broke. Oh, and I went no. on eBay and I found one super cheap. And it showed up. And it is completely different. a totally different shade of blue. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Cobra, it makes sense. They're cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild to and I didn't realize it at first when I was putting the stuff on the killer whale together, but then I was like, wait a minute, why is this cannon like way darker than everything else? And I started looking at all of the pieces and I realized the guy I bought it from probably piecemealed some of it together too, which, you know, whatever that's, that's what I would have ended up doing anyway. So with this terror drone, I'm probably going to run into the same thing where I'm going to get not, not that I think a lot of terror drones probably sat outside in the sun for very long, but, you know when i get my my platforms for the the guns what if they're a little bit different shade of blue than the ones i've already got yeah. This it's gonna be this is gonna be a tricky project but i'm, I'm uh, excited stuff like that about also
1: it. if you're if you're if you don't mind it looking a little bit more weathered and look like it was actually in a battle so at some point in time eh, a little different shade every here you know every now and then doesn't bother me the uh, other but...
0: thing i had to consider is the platform, the launch platform for the Firebat in mine is broken. It's broken away from the lever. So I went and started looking at uh, what's out there. And you can buy the whole base with the cylinder in the middle and that platform for about 75 bucks. But then I had to sort of think, well, how much of mine do I want to keep versus like i don't want to replace that whole base because then i'm losing a big portion of it being mine because part of what's special about this to me is that it's it's the one i had as a kid so i want to keep as much of that intact as possible so christian the video you sent about taking the top off and taking the base apart is going to be important because i'm going to have to replace that platform because that is only about 10 bucks I already ordered one today, so that's on the way, but it's going nice. to be a process of carefully taking everything apart, not breaking any of the tabs or, oh man, it's, it's yeah. going to something.
2: Yeah. Gentle hands.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's, that's my project for a while. And since I mentioned that, actually, I want to mention uh, a few days after our last episode aired, do you guys ever, does your toy sense ever tingle? Do you ever get the feeling like, man, like you're on the way home from work and you're like, man, I, I need to run in that Walmart. And it just so happens that you run into that Walmart and they have some new stuff that you wanted. And you're like, my toy sense was tingling. It happens to me from time to time. And a few days after our last episode went out, my toy sense tingled and I felt like I needed to visit this local uh, it's not a thrift store. It's not an antique store, but it's, it's a vintage goods store, uh, called antique thriftique.
1: I know exactly where it is. And I am so jealous.
0: <laughs> well, I, my toy sense tingled, I got in the car, I went down the road and asked the guy, cause I've been in there, talked to him before. I actually wrote an article about the store on, uh, the needless things, a couple years ago and i said you know i'm just looking for vintage gi joes and he said you mean the big ones i was like nah the little ones that came out in the 80s he was like oh i've got a ton of those really so he brings me over to this bin and he has four gallon Ziploc bags packed with 80s and 90s i found out gi joes 19 bucks a piece And I said, I will take all of these. And he was like, okay. So I told him about me and my son or, refurbishing Joe's. We're putting a collection together, trying to rebuild my collection. Uh, and he said, you know, I know that these sell on eBay for more than this, like this guy right here, you know, you can get like 15 bucks for him. And he's pointing at a figure that I know darn well, you get 80, 85 bucks for, (laughs) but obviously I'm not going to mention that. Uh, But he, he said, I just don't have the time for this. I got so much other stuff in this store. Uh, this, this isn't my bag. So if you want them, take them. And he threw in an old school wooden footlocker too, which I thought was really cool. Uh, so I got these home. We opened them up, uh, got about 39 figures. Most of them complete with their accessories, Tons of extra accessories that don't go with any of these figures, but I uh, got them all cleaned up, got them in the collection, broke some down, put them in bags, set them aside. I don't know yet what I'm going to do with the extras I've got, but I can't bring myself to sell them for some reason. Like
2: well, They I, have I, a great story attached to them. I,
0: yeah. I Well, those and the, the Wilson Hall and just stuff I've gotten since then, like a lot of times when you need a piece and you go on eBay it's cheaper to just go ahead and buy the whole figure with the accessories. Like I needed freedom. You guys know I've been looking Mm -hmm. for freedom for months and you just can't. Haven't we all? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we've, we've all been looking for freedom for over a year now. Um, But you, you cannot find freedom with his talons attached. They're all broken off. And I saw a listing for, an incomplete spirit with an unbroken freedom and i was like you know what i'll i'll bid this for it and if i get it i'll be doing all right and i got it for my max price well no less than my max price actually so now i've got freedom but i've got an extra spirit and there have been a few instances like that where i've ended up with like a whole extra figure that i don't even need so now i've just got this stockpile of extra joes that i can't bear to get rid of because after losing that childhood collection i can't ever get rid of gi joes again
2: (laughs) i just can't
0: so i guess i've got backups now for when their thumbs break off or something
1: never a bad thing to have i get the same way when if i'm if i'm looking for like a specific accessory sometimes i'll just find a complete figure online and realize when i weigh this out it's probably a better deal for me just to buy this figure complete
0: well and And
1: and you're just gonna have yeah you can have the the figure and sell it later if you want to
0: well and sometimes the figure you get ends up being in better shape yep or slightly different from yours and you wouldn't even have realized that because that's what happened with the zartan that i got just for his pistol um the one that came in i now have one zartan with all the stickers in his armor and one zartan without the stickers in his armor so, like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I've got a copperhead with, I didn't even know, I found this out. They're two different copperheads. We were talking yep. about the, the, um, the lifeline and the differences in the airborns we've talked about. Well, there's one copperhead that has green, high, green gloves, green armbands, and the green um, on the top of his helmet. And then there's another one that all of that is the dark turquoise that matches the rest of the figure doesn't even have those green highlights when i was a kid i had the green highlight one i didn't even know about the one that didn't have the green on his helmet and now i've got both of those so like it's it's fun just saying you know what i'll just take the whole thing send it we'll see what we get (laughs) uh all right more news believe it or not noel do you want to tell us about the mini mates
1: uh, yeah, so we, we mentioned last month that the mini mates are coming. They had announced them, but they did not. We didn't have any details on it, um, except that there were GI Joe mini mates. There were going to be four of them. We got the character assortment uh, earlier this month, or I guess by the time you're hearing it last month. Uh, not surprising, it's Snake Eyes, Scarlet Storm, Shadow, and Cobra Commander. Um, it's going to be exclusively available to retails that are, retailers that participate in Free Comic Book Bay. Free Comic Book Bay free comic book day, 2021. Um, So uh, yeah. So if if your local comic book shop is participating, um, then you'll be able to acquire those figures there. I believe it's up for pre-sale right now for $29.99 for the four pack on bigbadtoystore.com. So if you don't want to, you know, wait until then, then you can go ahead and put that order in for it now. Um, But yeah, they're, I mean, they're your standard mini mates, two inch figures, 14 points of articulation, interchangeable parts and accessories, um, and they'll come on uh, uh, their individual blister cards. So, I think it's going to be uh, pretty cool. I'm uh, for that price. I'll probably get my hands on them just because that's. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, really neat little GI Joe accessory there.
0: Yeah, I'm at a point now where anything that's sort of new and novel GI Joe that pops out that's that's reasonably affordable, I, I'm going to grab it because there's so much stuff that I've let slip slipped through my fingers over the years because i was like oh i'm not really interested in that or oh that's a little too much and and i end up regretting it down the road and i'm like man i I really wish i'd gotten that and those pop culture shock statues are one of those things i'm so glad i got the ones i got and now serpentor destro and baroness i think are out and I, i gotta go track them down man because that that sunbow style they look so good Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, you also sent a link to some GI Joe domes that's domes with a Z, as
1: if Vince Russo was booking this.
0: <laughs> uh, so these are neat little toys. Uh, that tons and tons and tons of other brands have had domes released. Matter of fact, speaking of wrestling, WWE has domes as well. Uh, they're basically little capsule toys but I don't think they come out of the capsules
1: no uh, they they stack but I don't think they are they are removable from the capsules
0: but they're just neat little stylized like sort of cartoony looking depictions of of Joe characters and again anything G.I. Joe on the shelves is good
1: and these are if you're not a fan of blind bag figures you're not going to like this because they are There's seven, including a rare uh, Snake Supreme variant of uh, Cobra Commander, um, but uh, you're you're gonna have to just take your chance or buy them on the aftermarket if you. Yeah, yeah. but if the you're good looking thing, for specific figures.
0: The good thing about the blind bag is kids love blind bag stuff. Oh yeah. So I mean, these just by virtue of being that will sell to kids. So you know, more Joe out there it's just. Good news. Uh, I wanted to bring up an article that I happened across last night. Uh, it's on Melmagazine.com, and it has three military experts uh analyzing the efficacy of certain G.I. Joe vehicles and whatnot. I think you it's- mispronounced ruining the fun of gi joe (laughs) well well, and here's the thing if if you get through the whole (laughs) article you see that these guys have an appreciation for gi joe they're just having fun with the ridiculousness because if if you're if you're too sensitive about gi joe this article is not for you but if you can take a a little fun being poked at the fact that people carry around anti-aircraft missiles and launch them from their backs which I can, I, I need the more fantastical elements of GI Joe, but I also recognize how preposterous some of them are. So this article kind of like takes the wind out of some things. And I, I, I thought it was really fun. And I think it sums it up. Uh, I'm just going to read this one line because it cracked me up when I read it. And and I highly recommend if, if you can have a sense of humor about real American hero, check this article out. Uh, this stuff is all designed to make kids say, that looks cool because if you actually made a line of toys that look like real armory guys army guys they'd all just look the same in the first set in 1982 they all did kind of look the same then they realized we got to make each guy look more individualistic which i'm sure is great from a marketing standpoint but i wouldn't want to be the gi joe ordnance logistics guy having to remember oh this guy carries this kind of gun so i have to order this ammo this guy needs food for his parrot and gunpowder for his pirate pistol. <laughs> like that's awesome. And clearly, this guy is not. He's having fun. You know, it's 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 yeah. just a fun look at some of the more ridiculous vehicles and stuff from Real American Hero. And I, I had like I said, if you've got a sense of humor about that stuff, it's worth reading. I enjoyed it, and yeah, that that is I uh, enjoyed
1: it. And oh, go ahead. Oh. I was gonna say i enjoy it. i i've seen similar articles like this that were not written by people who were in the military that asserted stupid things like that the bridge layer was a preposterous vehicle right right, which right. we all know that's a realistic military vehicle so it was good to see that actually coming from people who had a military background so you know they, they weren't just poking fun of things because they were ignorant to them they, yeah. they actually had a knowledge of the subject
0: yeah, these guys are actually military experts. And this is, a, a, again, melmagazine.com. And if you do a search for G.I. Joe, you'll you'll find the article. It's, it's a fun read. Uh, and then finally, I want to put over the Needless Things YouTube channel. I did an unboxing of the Invader and also included pictures of the Invader with, this, with the decals from the original ballistic battle ball, on it and i think it looks really really cool much better than the invader uh stickers anyway It was a, it was a fun project and and uh christian you your your work uh with older silly vehicles definitely sort of inspired me on that one actually i saw one the other day that i almost sent you a link to ebay because i saw it was some 90s vehicle and i was like "Ooh, this would look really good if it was just cobra blue but i was i'm always wary of sending people links to things that will make them spend money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have two that I'm slowly working on. I'm still trying to figure out the colors. Um, so no announcements yet. Once I know the colors, uh, hopefully by next podcast, I'll have an update, but wow. I, 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 when you told us you got the invader, I was excited as much as I did <laughs> the the neon, the <laughs> the robotics day glow green, like it's just so over the top in photos. And normally that would be something that I would hate, but I'm just drawn to it. And and your video s- seeing some like it in someone's hands, I was like, Ugh, I'm going to have to eventually get one of those and throw my old pogo to the curb. <laughs> it looks it looks cool. Those it looks yeah. as outlandish as that vehicle should be. Yes.
0: Yes. It, that it's, it was yeah. almost a mistake making that vehicle. And don't get me wrong, I love the original pogo, but it was almost a mistake making that vehicle in more subdued colors. It it cries out. For more radical colors.
2: Absolutely. I, I thought I was going to watch your video and just be like shaking my head. Like, I cannot, <laughs> even at the price he got it, I cannot believe he spent so money on that. And the whole time I'm watching, it, I'm like, why have I not bought this yet? <laughs> it's fun,
0: man. It's a fun piece. And and that's another thing about to, to really quickly go back to the Terror is I really need to wait until I can go back to toy conventions because that's the place to get things like the invader like your terror drone pieces ebay is not your best resource but until things get a little more back to normal you know we're we're not going to have our best resources readily available as it once was i think that pretty much wraps up the open for this month so it is time to move on to our next segment Welcome to a sort of new segment thing that we're doing here on the show, where for now we're calling it Deployment, where we are basically fantasy booking a toy line that might not ever be. We have gotten really excited about the concept of a true G.I. Joe retro line. Uh, Super 7 has access to certain portions of the G.I. Joe license or certain things that they can make. Uh, that are G.I. Joe and conversationally we have really taken to the idea of super seven releasing original O-ring style figures where the idea of this being possible came from is the fact that super seven released a line of vintage masters of the universe of the universe figures in that original five inch squatty muscular style uh, they You know, they don't have to worry about the same things that Hasbro has to worry about. So the potential for Super 7 to do an actual line of O-ring figures, I think, is there. I have no information that it'll happen. I don't really honestly think that it will happen, but it's fun to speculate. So what we're going to do today is each of us are going to imagine what the first wave of six o-ring super seven retro gi joe figures could be and what we're basing that off of is figures that were never released in the original line from the animation and the comics and the idea is not so much like the comic packs where they completely try to replicate the look of the animation or the comics but they would be done in the true vintage style so they would blend in with your original 80s joe's in a way that the comic packs didn't always do. Uh, So these would be characters from the cartoon to the comics, but they would be done in a style that blended with the original real American hero line. Uh, And I guess we'll just go around and each do our six. Uh, Let's start with Christian. What did you come up with for this?
2: So you want all six? Uh,
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. How do you guys want to do it? Do you want to do one at a time and go around? Or do you just want to drop?
2: I like all? the anticipation of thinking of what you guys are going to say next. So I kind of like the idea of let's,
0: let's do one two
2: and go around. Two?
0: Okay. Do two. Okay. Drop your first two then. Okay. So
2: my first two um, are from the cartoon. So first uh, would be Admiral ledger. From the flag, he made multiple appearances and I'm always happy to get more of the Beard Brigade so I have people to cosplay. Um, But he's an admiral with G.I. Joe. You should have a figure. Absolutely, 100% agree. Uh, My second one is a less known figure and we'd have to change her story a little bit. Okay. Uh, And also keep in mind, I picked almost all of mine with the theory that super 7 caters to collectors of niche. Oh and they do. 100%. So so super 7 is likely to pull that background character and and make them and make them well. I so feel my... that
0: if if this were to really happen from super 7, at least two of the six characters from this initial wave would be deep cuts that casual fans might not even know because that's how they
2: roll. So I always appreciate that we need more female characters in the G.I. Joe toy line. Uh, So my second choice is Honda Lou West. Yes. (laughs) 100%. Yes. How how did G.I. Joe have an adventure with a woman that can drive a big rig and her not end up a Joe by the end of it. So I think that after their adventure, she becomes an honorary Joe and she is like cover girl and she's out there driving tanks with the team, but she's got that cowboy motif. Yeah. So there's your, your, your counterpart for wild bill. Uh, So I, I, yeah. Well, and
0: that's a perfect segue. So I'm going to go next because my first choice is a sunbow styled wild bill. Ah. I was on my shortlist. Nice. <laughs> with with the blue coveralls, the yellow vest, the dark glasses, we need that look for wild bill because when I was a kid, I never understood why the wild bill that came with the dragonfly was in this green and brown getup, which don't get me wrong, that figure is awesome. But I want a sunbow wild bill. Bad. So that's my number one pick. My this technically my number two pick was my number one pick, but when I thought of Wild Bill, it got me so excited, like (laughs) visualizing what that would look like. I put him first. My number two pick, and you guys, come on, it's a gimme, Hector Ramirez.
1: Oh, Oh, I thought about. I thought about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He he would, and yeah, I know he always has his cameraman with him. And look, I'd buy a cameraman figure too, but Hector Ramirez would come with the microphone and with the camera because you can get like any Tonka guy or whatever to hold that camera. But we need a
2: Hector Ramirez figure, hundred percent crossover. Yes, absolutely. So with him. I mean, Transformers, GI Joe. He's way out of scale for Jim, but still, like every <laughs> Sunbow <laughs> produced cartoon in humanoid. He was there. In yeah, humanoid, in humanoid yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, we we need that. Uh Noel, what are your first two?
1: My first two, you can't have one without the other. And these are this is a this is a, a look that I always wanted back then. They're two of my favorite characters from all of G.I. Joe, and my wife and I do costume versions of these costumes. Uh, Flint and Lady J in their sunbow outfits. Uh, yeah, Flint with the green shirt. Uh, Lady J with the separate trousers and and shirt and not the the one piece flight suit. Uh, I've I've always loved that look. To me, the the <clears> figures <throat> the the figure versions pale in comparison to the way that they were they were depicted in the cartoon. So I've always wanted that. I know they did those later on in the twenty fifth line, uh, but they've never gotten a proper O ring release in those colors.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the thing is like. The 25th line did a lot of really cool sunbow oriented stuff. But when we were kids and that was some of the magic of what super seven has done with the masters universe line is they gave us so much stuff. That's like, when I was a kid, this is what I wanted this to look like, like with their filmation line. And that's the same kind of thing is like, I want the sunbow GI Joe stuff. That's I would love to see a lot of that. Uh, All right. Christian, what are your next two?
2: Okay, so I have to mark Hector out. Uh, So my next two, the first one, it's cliche. Everybody wanted him as an O-ring figure, uh, but I got to go with Quinn because he was such a huge part of those early uh, issues of the Marvel G.I. Joe comic. Uh, My second choice is Zartan but it's Zartan in his cold slither
1: oh yes. nice because
2: <laughs> I didn't want to do any main characters as just the main characters I'm still keeping with yeah. the niche of Sunbow yeah, yeah. Uh, and that could give us a through line with each wave to entice people to buy in order to get the whole band
0: Yeah, uh, so yeah. you would
2: want to start off with Zartan
0: here was my idea for Zartan, although yours is better. Uh, it was Sunbow Zartan, but instead of his hood, he had hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would almost be like a Comic Con exclusive one or something because it would be so it'd be so dumb. It would have to have a gimmick to it for people <laughs> to even want it. <laughs> uh, all right, my next two, and one of them is a little tough. But I think Super 7 would be willing to pull something like this off. Uh, So my third pick is a Fatal Fluffy. And my logic with this is it's going to have to be a bigger figure. But maybe they can either limit... like It doesn't necessarily need the elbow and knee articulation. It can be a larger figure, still O-ring... Uh, but it would be packed two per case because people are going to want to troop build this. So I think there are ways that they can cut cost a little bit on the figure, uh, in order to get a bigger figure in the line. And then my fourth pick is the Viper. Who has come to vipe your windows. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he would come with uh, his... The Fatal Fluffy would come with the whip and the viper would come with his uh, his bucket and his window wiper, obviously. Uh, Noel, what are your next two?
1: Well, since we're doing them in twos, I kind of feel like I have to group these because it works better. Sure. Um so I gotta decide if I want to go with which two of the three, because there's really a trio that need to be released. Um, but just to satisfy Christian's nightmares from back in October when we did the Halloween episode, <laughs> yes, I'm going to have to do Snake Eyes and Shipwreck
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> in their uh musical disguise <laughs> outfits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well and of course snake eyes has got to come with timber with yes, like the with, hat on or whatever it is and
1: and shipwreck would come with polly with his you know with his get up too so <laughs> yeah. you, you get you get the animal companions with both but um yeah you have to, snake eyes dressed as boy george is a must in any I Sunbow agree. themed collection yes uh, and i've seen customs of these figures i've i've known people to do costumes of them at conventions but uh yeah i want to see him uh, shipwreck with the with the saxophone he has to have the saxophone (laughs)
0: it it may not be a christian pleaser but it's a crowd pleaser (laughs) (laughs) and and let me just tell you what i have on my list san diego comic-con exclusive satin shipwreck snake eyes timber set in a van box set (laughs) <laughs> the box would be shaped like the van and then you open it up and the figures are all inside. That was absolutely one of my, uh, one of my
2: picks. Uh, all right. Let's see, Christian, what are your final two? Okay. So I am sitting here torn because I had a couple of backups just in case somebody picked uh, one of mine already, but number five uh You need an army builder. So I went with the Cobra Shock Troopers from the Mass Device. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Space Troopers. Um, I like the white armor. So they've not been done before. Um, And I think, as much as I like you, Cobra Crazy Chef, uh, my last pick would be i don't remember the name of the episode but there is the doc the the island of dr moreau themed gi joe episode where they where he is mutating people into animals um so i i think every line also needs a good monster so i would uh take one of the background monster animals. Frostbite as a killer well, I don't think has good selling points, but one of the background, Ugh. like, man-wolf at, you know, monster-type deals, that would be my last pick.
0: That's solid. No, that I'd definitely go for, like, a cobra-werewolf. I'm down with that. 100%. Uh, all right. So, my final pick, one is a no brainer because I mentioned it, I think on the very first episode we ever recorded and that's Dr. Venom. I want a Dr. Venom figure very badly, not badly enough to pay what they want for the convention exclusive one, <laughs> uh, or GI Joe club one or whatever it was. Uh, but I, I want a good O ring Dr. Venom figure. And I'd be very interested to see how they did a lab coat in that style. Uh, and then my, my second one is a cheat because it's more of a box set but I love it so much. If you remember the episode, Red Rockets Glare, I want Roadblock and Rakondo in their Hawaiian shirts with the Jeep. Just the, It's not a vamp. It's just a regular old military Jeep, but they're going on vacation to visit Roadblock's aunt and uncle. So I, I want Roadblock and Rakondo in their vacation gear with just this Jeep and maybe the back there could be like a cardboard backdrop of the red rocket restaurant so that's that's maybe overreaching a little bit but <laughs> i watched that episode with this project in mind and i was like that would be awesome marvin in a hawaiian shirt come on love it all right noel wrap it up what you got
1: <sighs> i i wrote down so many that i so, I got to figure out how I'm going to fill it out now. Since I've done all Joe's, I think I need a turn, and my last two need to be the opposition. Um, so I thought about just doing the regular Marvel, uh, or the regular Sunbow Cobra Trooper, but I decided I want to go with the off duty Cobra Trooper. Wearing the white tank top and the shorts,
0: (laughs) yes,
1: but still with the balaclava and the helmet on.
2: Yes, yes, yes. my (laughs) one of my friends cosplayed that back at Joe Con what 2011 when they were here at Disney. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that, (laughs) (laughs) that's great.
1: So, yeah, I I thought just rather than just having one standard trooper in there, you know, we'll do that when we could do the the troop builders in another line as well, Yeah. yeah. Um, and for my last one I'm actually going to depart from Sunbow because I want the Baroness in her original blue uh, de- uh, decor oh, from yeah. Marvel Comics the way yeah, that she yeah. was originally drawn before she had a figure made uh, with the, uh, the 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 kind of the green tinted sunglasses yes. and just the the blue bodysuit with no cobra emblem you got to do it like like she originally had it so yeah
2: I oh, man you say that and at first, I was like cringing worse than Snake Eyes' boy George. <laughs> but thinking that we're doing these in the old school O ring figures, that could work. Because her her twenty fifth in the blue, I, I put up there it's, with Cover Girl. It's a horrible, it's,
0: rough. it's rough. horrible
2: figure. But yeah, if she had the proportions of the original Baroness figure, it would look that, cool. That yeah, love yeah.
0: to have it. Love to have it. All right, so now what we've got to do is make the tough call. We each get to choose two of our picks to make this six figure wave. Uh, So, Christian, call your picks down to two. Uh,
2: If I could only pick two from my list, I'm going with Hondaloo West and Cold Slither Zartan. Good picks.
0: I am going with, oh gosh, I want my Fatal Fluffy so bad, but I got to go with Hector Ramirez and Dr. Venom.
2: (laughs) Excellent. I was hoping you were going to say Hector. That's why I didn't. He's a must have. (laughs) I I, got to go.
1: It's kind of boring because they are obviously the major characters. But Flint and Lady J and that and those original uh, Sunbow colors. But you got to have those anchors, collection.
0: man. You yeah, got. to Well, have... that's
1: and that's what I thought too. You. Yeah. You can't have too many obscure figures because you got to hook in somebody who's got a little bit, you know, of a, a uh, just going after the uh, the nostalgia factor.
2: And of yeah, course, my if... wave is the one that you have to have if you're doing subscription, and you make <laughs> everybody right. buy before yeah. you tell them because they're gonna be like, who?
0: What? <laughs> you're right you're right uh the good news though is this is our show so we get to make the rules so we still get our san diego comic-con exclusive satin shipwreck snake eyes timber in the van box set yes. so we get that as well
1: so i don't have to put those on as my picks because right, they're gonna they're right. gonna come out anyway
0: so you're covered uh yeah. so that was fun uh as I said, I don't think Super 7 is really doing this, but if, they if did, you're listening,
2: Super 7, man, you, if you have at least wink, three wink. customers right here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Three customers. <laughs> at what least more three. do you need? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the long-awaited newest installment of Springfield Showdown, which has bum, a bum, very bum. specific and challenging theme.
1: Welcome to a special edition of the Springfield Showdown, Slaughter or Notter. We have, of course, a very eclectic group of three that, uh, that, that do this podcast every month. And uh, sometimes we differ on some things. So tonight, we're going to uh, discuss the validity of Sergeant Slaughter into the world of G.I. Joe. So, to start off tonight, we're going to have Christian Arguing against Sergeant Slaughter.
2: Okay, look, I know he's popular. I know a lot of you people out there are fans of Sergeant Slaughter. Even going back to as a kid, I can't stand him. Uh, The idea of a drill instructor for G.I. Joe, I do like. However, Sergeant Slaughter has all of the boisterous, loud personality that I feel like the writers had to over-exaggerate on his skills to match that. Um, If I may for a moment uh, use the Sentai as an example. The red leader of a Sentai group, is good in all things but excels in none sergeant slaughter when you read his file card there is nothing sergeant slaughter can't do he can pilot every vehicle he can be in the middle of a battle and be like oh my gosh that's a new ship that cobra just built look boom, 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 boom. i can drive it i can kill you but why does he need a vehicle? He can take on bats with their flamethrowers, their lasers, wearing nothing but a tank top and not get cut or scratched. Because apparently wrestling skin, besides already looking like leather, is armor. So he's, he has what I call the Wolverine problem. When Marvel Comics introduces someone in as a villain in the X-Men, if they want you to know, oh, my gosh, take this character seriously. This character is a bad you-know-what. He beats Wolverine. There's a classic issue of X-Men where Gambit beats Wolverine in a duel, and all the fandom went, oh, my gosh, Gambit's the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's Sergeant Slaughter. He never is in any danger, there's never any threat. And to me, it just kinda takes away from the rest of the Joes who should specialize in a skill. You know, if if he wants to be this, this strong bare knuckle brawler, that's great, but I wanna see him get taken down a peg or two every now and then, so that we know when he goes into battle, he's just as much at risk as everybody else. What I cannot ever forgive him for, slaughters, marauders. If he picked the colors to unify his team, he should be dishonorably discharged. No no benefits whatsoever. That blue, yellow, brown could possibly work for some characters, for sure. But when you... Low light is a sniper. How is a sniper hiding and taking you out? And blue is my favorite color. But come on. And and we already discussed last episode the horrificness of Slaughter's Marauder barbecue. And... If he is so untouchable, why does he need this team? Sergeant Slaughter is getting bombs dropped on him and the way they write him in the cartoon, he's walking out and then yelling at the Joes and calling them maggots. And so as far as I'm concerned, no, you you should have gone the way of the Rocky Balboa and just been a... a, a urban legend in Jodum.
1: wow that's uh that is quite a, a list of of negatives that have been i've presented. had a whole
2: life to dwell on this
1: <laughs> dave you have your work cut out for you so uh i'm gonna need you now to defend the honor of sergeant slaughter here
0: oh and defend it i will <laughs> and what's so awesome is that Christian's argument has made half of my points for me. Sergeant Slaughter is awesome and powerful and a leader for the Joes. He's somebody that all of the Joes can look up to as a role model, that they can follow his example of greatness and invincibility. Look at Sarge wading into battle, he's unstoppable. What a paragon of virtue for us to look up to. And beyond that, Sergeant Slaughter the actual person is a credible celebrity or was a credible celebrity personality that brought value and excitement to GI Joe at the time when he was his figure was released WWF was huge and Sergeant Slaughter was a known factor in the WWF so he was a personality that could come in and enhance what GI Joe had to offer and two Unlike some other celebrities like Judd Nelson, who was too cool to continue doing the voice in his cartoon, Sergeant Slaughter would voice himself in the movie and in the animated series. He voiced Sergeant Slaughter for all of the characters' appearances in the G.I. Joe animation, again adding value and integrity to the product. He had a great unique look that no other GI Joes could emulate his black tank top, whether it had USA across the front and red, white and blue letters or not was a powerful icon of invincibility and American spirit His cool hat that was a little bit unlike anybody else's signified that he was a drill instructor and had an almost Indiana Jones-like quality and that he would never leave it behind after a battle. He might punch a giant worm man in the face and scrap to the ground, but he was always going to bring his trusty hat back to GI Joe headquarters with him. And finally, I'd just like to throw out there that if anybody has the LJN-style Sergeant Slaughter action figure that was released, least please hit me up because that is one of the true holy grails of action figure collecting i would like to have i love sergeant slaughter i've met the man twice in my life and he's been an absolute peach both times he even pointed it out to me i didn't know this i have the san diego comic-con 25th anniversary style sergeant slaughter action figure that i've had for years and when i brought it to him to sign he said Oh, you don't sign this one on the front. If you flip it over, there's actually a spot on the back here for me to sign and it's it's sure enough on the back because he was at the Comic-Con where this figure was and Hasbro designed the card back with a spot for his signature. So that's
2: where he signed it for me. Hasbro designed it on the back so it couldn't be Well, it's part display. of it's part of the file mm-hmm. card. So, mm-hmm. it's
0: it, it, it makes sense when you see it. But my point is not only is Sergeant Slaughter, a powerful motivating force for the Joe team, but the actual guy is a great person, well worth of the adoration of having multiple action figures based on him. But I will concede you this point, Christian, I will give you this point, Legion cub, the Marauders are ugly as heck and should be banished from toy shelves for all eternity. And that's where I'm resting on Slaughter or Notter. Wow. That was
1: some passion in that response. Uh, I Christian, love
0: Sergeant Slaughter. If, if, you,
1: if you have any rebuttals, I'll give you a, a brief moment to throw those I, in.
2: I only have one rebuttal. Since he's bringing in Sergeant Slaughter, the real man, don't you and dare, not the Joe character? Don't you up. dare bring up any stolen valor nonsense. <laughs> <It's>, but <laughs> when, it's when like he went choice. back, when he went back to the WWF slash E, when yeah. his uh, time with GI Joe was over, he sure did betray America. You're right. You're and right. Go to Iraq. So. You're right, and I can't
0: even argue that true yeah he he became an iraqi sympathizer and betrayed everything that gi joe stands for so that is that's a good point it doesn't quite sway me but it does (laughs) it it gives me a think i've got to sit here and have a think and i'd like to also say for the listeners we would love to hear your input on slaughter or Notter. uh you can hit us up on twitter at gi joe audible all right noel
1: you have both made very salient points. And I came into this, and the reason why I was judging this is because Sergeant Slaughter to me has always been a take it or leave it kind of guy. I I had the Triple T version of Sergeant Slaughter as a kid. Uh, I never did get the mail away. I never did have the warthog. So, eh, he was there. I, I played with him more as a wrestling figure, probably, than as a G.I. Joe figure. Um, I thought that and neither one of you mentioned the one thing that made me hate Sergeant Slaughter the most back in the day, which was him using his little fingers, his little pinky fingers, fingernail to unscrew a screw on a prison cell. Dude, uh, I'll even, tell you right now. Even at I 12, have, my suspension of disbelief just just went out the window.
0: I have shaken hands with enough wrestlers to know that they've got these thick, gnarly, (laughs) messed up fingers, and that there's a good chance a wrestler fingernail could function as a flathead screwdriver.
1: (laughs) Uh, But I will say, (laughs) based on these arguments, uh, I I, I, I see a bit of the Wolverine problem, but I don't think that he was prolific enough because it was a team effort. Um, I also... Uh, think that yes, the fact that he was kind of over uh, uh, unstoppable—that Dave alluded to being one of his his pluses—is is a little bit over the top too. So I am kind of in the middle in there. Um, I think the thing that swayed me the most, though, I think it swayed you too, Dave. Those Marauders. Damn so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta I gotta go no on that.
0: Oh no! So let me ask you this though. If the Marauders had reflected the original Sarge, well, not the original, not the mail away figure, but the Triple T figures' black and camo color scheme, would we have a different outcome here? Probably. And, but, as and I how said, awesome would that have been? As I said
1: last month, if they had just stuck with the colors of the uh, the vehicles for Slaughter's Marauders, yeah, yeah, we'd have no problem because those are those are those are beautiful. Yeah, no, uh, I. I between that and the, um, the 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 Iraqi sympathizer thing, I, th- I think I got a last minute <laughs> sway into the opposite direction. I I was leaning pro slaughter there for a while, but uh, you know he did ask for his country back, but still.
0: Well, as always, we must accept the judge's final decision. Therefore Sergeant Slaughter must be forever banished from GI Joe continuity of the word of audible interlude at GI Joe
2: I, I tell you what at least I'll, until next I'll month. make a compromise with you since, <laughs> since I have been the most outspoken anti Sergeant Slaughter he has to hang outside the pit he can't quite come inside but the Marauder, the Marauder outfit's got to go. <laughs>
1: well, the, if hey, you know what? We don't know he ever went into the pit. Well, because yeah. the only time we ever saw oh, him in the comic, he oh, was in point. the motor pool. And that right, was yeah. it. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he, he may have he, never set foot in there.
0: And and even in the Sunbow cartoons, he was kind of a, a separate operative. Like, the Mm -hmm. the Joes that couldn't get it together got sent to him, but he was way out in, I don't even know where he was, somewhere where you
2: have to throw Falcon out of an airplane to get Somewhere where there's no sewing machines.
1: (laughs) Except for the one episode where they actually acknowledge him as the fifth in command of G.I. Joe, and even uh, I rolled my eyes back then. Uh, yeah.
0: But uh, we we are absolutely 100% in agreement that we can eject all of those Marauders uniforms (laughs) because those are horrendous. (laughs) All right. It is time, having settled that once and for all, it is time to move on to our next segment. Welcome to Knowing is Half the Babble, where we each get a certain amount of time to ramble about anything that we want. I am going to kick it off this time because I am a big, giant, stupid, dumb, dumb head and have already broken the rule that I set in stone on the last episode that I was only going to buy stuff that I owned when I was a kid. Uh, what led me to break this rule was this new lot of G.I. Joes that I got Uh, There were a few Joes in there that I didn't have when I was a kid. And also, Noel, uh, you brought up an excellent website that I think is no longer being updated, but it's called joeaday.com. Very entertaining site where it lives up to its name. Every day there's a new G.I. Joe. And I think he started it in 2011 and ran up through maybe 2019.
1: Yeah, 2018 or 2019. It was was a Uh, good seven or eight years.
0: So I've been visiting that site and, uh, as I go along, I keep seeing figures from the nineties that, you know, by then I was out of GI Joe big time, but uh, every once in a while, a figure will pop up that just something about it is pleasing to me. And he reviewed this Inferno character. That's a Cobra flamethrower operative. And it's this bright orange and silver. It's got a, uh, the head is almost reminiscent of Cobra Commander, but it has a red faceplate with an orange helmet, and there's this scaled texture on the arms and legs. Just a really, really cool looking figure. And I saw it and I was like, man, I wonder how much those sell for on eBay. I hit up eBay, I got one for 20 bucks shipped, and I love it. And well, and the cool thing is the seller also had a storm shadow version two that was just dirty didn't have all the accessories but this lot that i got had all of the storm shadow version 2 accessories but no figure so i threw that in as well the shipping was combined so i got these two figures in a lot storm shadow cleaned up beautifully so i now finally have a vintage storm shadow and i've got this inferno and i also ordered the uh stalker version 2 because all of his accessories were in this lot but no figure so I've already broken my stupid rule that I thought I was going to stick to, and clearly I'm not.
1: Let, let me tell you, as, as, as one of your oldest friends, if you had not purchased that lot of stuff and just passed that by, I would have come and physically thrashed you <laughs> at that price. Because well, to there give... Was... <laughs>
0: there was no way I wasn't going to buy that lot of stuff. So that like that almost doesn't count towards what I'm talking about. But no, if you find something is, like that,
1: you the rules oh, yeah, go by yeah. the wayside, you, you, you have you to get p- it.
0: It it doesn't matter what's in there. But the problem was I looked and I was like, oh, well, all of that stalkers accessories are in there. I guess I just need to get that stalker figure. And then like, it, it's that kind of stuff that'll get you every time when you're a, a, an insane toy collector like myself. Uh, Noel, what are you going to babble about this month?
1: So I was, uh, just poking around Facebook marketplace, which I do quite often while I'm just sitting around bored. Um, I'm trying to cultivate the algorithm to just point all the things that I want. It's mainly like mid-century modern furniture, but occasionally a GI Joe thing slips through there. Um, so uh I just happened to, uh, upon this and it was like a complete set of 1987 GI Joe uh trading cards Ooh. for ten dollars nice and so i went and i purchased Whoa. this thing and i'm doing a visual aid for those who are uh in who are in our room right now uh this is a it's a complete set of these th- and they're um, I don't know if you're familiar with these they were kind of like i I was kind of aware of them and i know they did a few different series uh but this one is the um it's from 87 it's got uh a total of 57 cards i believe uh that that 57th one is the checklist um and these are in fantastic condition like they are almost perfect i put them in my little card sleeves uh along with the all the finest trading cards i have um but i was just kind of gobsmacked at some of the choices they have here it's it's Art from the original Marvel comics. You start off with the Cobra Commander in the eighty-seven uh, hooded, or sorry, the eighty-seven armored. You got Destro, and then you've got Leatherneck. He's number three. Uh, by the eighth card, you have Colonel Ratinkov from the October Guard. <laughs> I don't even remember that character from October no, Guard.
2: No,
0: I don't either. Uh,
1: no, they've got uh, so you got Outback, you've got, and you've got some that are just like you know groups, group shots like action shots from the from the the series there's one called mission accomplished um but if you can uh, if if you can find these like i just looking around it looks like the complete sets are not that hard to come by um at, at fairly reasonable rates i've never seen one for this cheap so it's 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 really cool if you do any kind of like collecting like some of my favorite shots like if if you uh, remember the episode where the crimson twins uh first or the issue where the fit crimson twins first debuted and they were on the roller coaster one of my favorite shots of like flint leaping down on uh i believe it was zamot uh some great artwork from the comic so check those out if you hold uh,
0: hold hold those up one more time so i can nab a screenshot for the instagram and that's good you know what they remind me me
2: of you said these came out in 1987.
1: These were 87, but they also had series that came out in uh, like 91 and they were the same, like the same publisher that put them out. I think they were
2: tops. Okay. Cause not the first two editions of the Marvel comics trading cards, but they did specialized ones, right. Of X-Men X-Force where they pulled Mm -hmm. images directly from the comics. It is the exact same layout with the, the white border, where they've pulled just the characters and then eliminated the background artwork and just put in like a gradient. So, yeah. cause I was like, Oh my gosh, wait, I had those. And then I'm like, no, those are GI Joe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're uh...
2: interesting.
1: Yeah. I have seen the other ones too. As a matter of fact, when I was kind of looking for information on these and it's been a couple of months since I bought these, I was going to bring them up last month, but I changed my course on my half the babble. Um, but uh, I was looking at some of the other things that got released. This was another one of my favorite images. Uh, It's the uh, Cobra flag being
0: planted on Cobra
1: Island. Uh, Another one from the comics there. Yeah, so it's really, really cool cool stuff.
0: Uh, That's awesome. I love, you know, we focus on the toys and the comics and the cartoon, obviously, but I love that kind of uh, tertiary stuff that, that got out there as well because there's tons and tons of other licensed product that's really cool that just doesn't get quite as much attention and trading cards late 80s early 90s were were huge the Mm -hmm. the marvel trading cards in the early 90s oh my gosh that's some of my favorite art ever because that was kind of your reference stuff almost Mm -hmm. Uh, all right christian babble
2: away okay so uh with all the inspiration I had from putting together CoverGirl, I have been doing a lot more web searching uh for custom items for G.I. Joe, kind of branch out from the Star Wars and master stuff that I do. <laughs> and uh I wanted to see what kind of custom figures people make and, and sell. And uh, I'm not going to say the seller's name. If you're listening, I sorry you brought this on yourself. Uh, <laughs> but on eBay, there there is someone who who, when you read the description, uh, it is custom Baroness or custom Scarlet oh, Big no. Boob, <laughs> where he's oh, taking no. G1 figures. Hang, and hang on, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Just a moment. Just a moment. <laughs> uh. I would just like to say that Christian's thoughts and opinions do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those. Audible interlude, in GI Joe podcast. If you are a fan of this individual's work, and I have oh. seen it, I have seen it online enough to know that there is a large fan base for this particular product. We one, love all GI
2: Joes yes. here. One, one hundred percent. Listen. I, I'm not shaming anybody. I, I think what made my jaw drop is—is uh, is this the reason for the scarcity of G1 scarlets? Because these aren't like, or maybe they're repos. Uh, but every every auction item I saw, it was a G1 version Baroness or a G1 version Scarlet, and I could not help but to think, does. How much stock does this man have this person have in G1 Baronesses and and Scarlets and share some of that with the with the rest of the market out there? I think he's
0: just selling the torsos, right? Yeah, I think it's just the the custom
1: torso that you can put on your figure. So and
0: Baroness Baroness's case, it is also the waist piece with an enhanced booty.
2: Oh yeah, I didn't open the auction up. I just saw it and I just started laughing. And I was like, "Well, I'm not surprised this exists, not by any stretch of the imagination." But my, I literally was saying like, how many G1 scarlets does this person have? No, it's 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 just the torso,
0: okay. uh, and and waist. And I think maybe Lady J has a different head that's more Sunbow like. It doesn't have the. Head. Oh, I didn't see her. Uh, and look. The craftsmanship is fantastic. Uh, the matching of the colors seems I'll to them well done. Uh, for me, I want the aesthetics of the original figures intact, but people love custom stuff. People, you know, like people are fans of different things in GI Joe. So again,
2: not shaming. No, no, not, not shaming at all. Not at all. Um, and I wish I actually could see more people put their custom work. I
0: would love to see. um, I was watching some uh, original 80s GI Joe commercials with the animation that was not from the actual cartoon earlier. And gung ho has like standard camo pants with the blue vest in the commercial. And granted that's a custom you can do yourself. Like you don't need anybody to make special parts for that. But I, I'd be interested if I, if I ever end up with an extra gung-ho. Uh, I'll probably make that look happen. I think that'll be cool. So yeah, I mean, uh, stuff like that, uh, I, w- I would be interested in seeing different custom parts. And again, going back to Dr. Venom, I'm dying to know what a lab coat in the 80s style is going to look like. Because I don't see the vinyl cape situation being realistic. But I don't know what else you do.
2: Yeah, I don't... I, I I keep thinking it would have been like a Dr. Mindbender situation. I, I think it, it probably... Hasbro was. really did cloth? more. Well, so they, than, I mean, they did yeah. some
0: soft goods, but I don't know that a soft goods lab coat with... because it would have to have the white plastic arm. I don't right. Well, I don't know, though, because they made for Han Solo on indoor, they made a full coat for him
2: but that was so maybe kenner. yeah but that was kenner i mean oh yeah you're right you're right so but i'm thinking that, at I'm the thinking time G1. that was a
0: different company
2: <laughs> <laughs> i i yeah in my head i'm going i i want a dr Benham. i don't know that they would have made him look exactly like the cartoon though i i think there would have been some aesthetic changes for yeah i don't
0: see them doing a full sculpting at the code. time I don't know. I'd be very interested to see how that would turn out. Mm-hmm.
1: They, they would probably do something like they would mold on. I, I guess make it like a, like it's a longer coat and maybe have it come down a little bit on his waist. I don't know because like it would lot be lot. like
0: a short lab coat. Yeah. Thing.
1: Like maybe not. Maybe not going down to his knees. Like a full lab coat. Right. Would. Right. Yes. Right.
0: I could see that. That that's probably the most likely thing uh well there you go and again uh if you listeners if you have thoughts about how that dr venom might come about hit us up uh gi joe audible on twitter and of course follow audible interlude podcast on instagram uh all of our music is by andy semford of electric music.com
2: uh
0: christian where can we find your fine work on instagram
2: you can find my photos on Instagram and on Flickr.com under legion cub. And Noel, where can we find you in the finest?
1: Uh, you can find me at dorkdroppings.com. Very rarely updated, but it's out there. If you, if you want to look for 25 years worth of content uh, and you'll can hopefully be finding the finest at more conventions coming up soon. Uh, I'm not, I know that there will be some representation at Joe fest coming up here Um in June, I don't know whether or not our garrison is specifically going to be doing some stuff there. It's just going to depend on uh, when people can get, uh, get, get shots in their arms. So go do that because let's all get out of this and, and be able to, to have fun conventions together again very soon
0: and you can find the occasional GI Joe review on the Needless Things YouTube channel and of course all of the Needless Things products at needlessthingspodcast.com uh thank you guys for sitting down and talking GI Joe thank you listeners for listening to us talk GI Joe and until next time yo joe
1: oh, cobra bro.